Welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate and elaborate on our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayo-Bell. And today's guest was Meg Favreau. We talked about her favorite thing, which is collecting old magazines and books, basically historical pop culture. It was really fun to dive deep into comedy from the 17, 18, and 1900s, and this hour flew by. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah. If you'd like to reach us, you can email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on social media at Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Specifically, we definitely recommend looking us up on Instagram uh, to, for this episode because there's going to be a couple visual references. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or on SoundCloud or whatever it is you get your podcasts. Um, we would really appreciate it and we would love to know what you think. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Hi, Frank. Hi, Amanda. What are you doing? Just making this promo for our podcast. You mean the Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast? Exactly. Wait, what's it about? So glad you asked. It's where a comic book novice and a comic book expert discuss comics and media with special guests. A novice and an expert? Which one am I? Uh, you're the expert, Frank. I knew that. Sure. Check out new episodes every Wednesday on the Nerdist School Network and subscribe on Podbean and iTunes. And tell us what we should read next at thenoviceandfrank at gmail.com. See? You are an expert. Do you want me to start from the beginning of that? Sure, or you, you can start. Can, okay, yeah, okay. So uh, this girl's yearbook from 1981, mm-hmm. and like she, she's obviously like a super dork. Um, which like I, I feel like I can say comfortably because I was a super dork. Like mm-hmm. this all sounds um, like something I would do. Truly, yeah. truly. Yeah, and so she, she signed the yearbook to herself from herself, uh, which is amazing first of all but then there's also another girl in it where her photo is like cut in a little square where it um it like folds in mm. right so there's like all of these like slash marks over her face and then when you open it up it says oh, uh wait hold on get it well we'll take oh pictures God. of this and we'll post this so if you're listening sure. to the beginning of this podcast Check our Instagram at Guilty Pleasure Podcast, and this photo will go be live. Well, for sure. we'll Jackie's for looking at me with wide eyes, <laughs> meaning that Amanda, you better freaking put this up. Uh, I'll get you, bitch. Remember my face one day. <laughs> Give me that, please. Give me that. Oh my god. Okay, so this is this is a yearbook from 1981. Oh my, oh my god. god! Right, Deborah Conrad. Deborah. Oh, Deborah. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. god! So I'm gonna. Oh my I, can yeah, I you tell might, you guys you... I didn't do anything. I didn't write anything, but I definitely have done similar things to my yearbooks in like grade school. Yeah, for I'll sure. Get you bitch. like took oh, yeah. people's photos out because I was like, I don't need to see your yeah. face again. No, I mean <laughs> you were it, very rude to me. <laughs> it, it is like so like high school accurate, but at the same time, it's just fascinating to get a vision into like somebody else's uh, uh, version of that. That's great. And this is from 1981. 1981. Oh, my God. I have so many... I have so many questions. Well, first, let's, so define, many, let's, just like, let's define what the guilty pleasure yeah, is first. Tell us, tell us what your guilty pleasure is. Um, so it is collecting and searching through old books and magazines. I love it so As hard. I dubbed it just five minutes ago, historical pop culture. Yeah, just, that works. Just, that definitely works. This is all, uh, this speaks to my soul so much. And I, I've, I've, I am obsessed. We were looking through, Meg sent us a bunch of different things. Um, which we will also written, repost. Which we will also repost because they're pretty brilliant. Oh, thank you. And it's just jokes. Jokes. Um, uh, just advertisements. What I love about this is this is all, so you collect from different time periods. Yeah. So we had the 1700s, we had some 1800s, 1900s. Yeah. And what I love about it is it's such a great way to figure out what life was like 
back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because unlike a history book, which tells you like, and this happened and then this Facts. happened, you kind of can like get deep and see, oh my gosh, this was what people defined as entertainment yes. yeah. back then. Holy heck. It's yeah. the, it's the human lot. condition versus like information. It's like how people yeah. were experiencing the world around them at the time, you know? Yeah. So like when, I mean, first off, when did you start doing this? Like what turned you on to this? Um, it's so random. Yeah. So I, like I was one of those kids who like wanted to be an archaeologist, uh, which I, so up until recently, I thought that was a thing that every kid wanted. Uh, like, okay, I did, I did, I did. I wanted to be a paleontologist. Oh, well, that's oh. also pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but then, like, I, I said that to friends recently, and they were like, "No, that's that's not a thing." Um, so, like, I've always loved like exploring and finding stuff. Um, like when I was a kid, one of the coolest things that happened is uh, so I grew up in rural northern New Hampshire, and the uh, the land that our house was built on used to be a farm mm-hmm. back in the day. And when I was playing in the woods, I found their trash pit. Um, And so I I had like a legit uh, dig in the woods of my house where I I have like a um, like an old like squib aspirin bottle that I pulled out of the ground from my yard. And like I had a bunch of ponds, cold cream bottles and just um, like like flatware. And a lot of it was smashed, but you could kind of piece it back together. I mean, it's just like the craziest thing that can happen to a kid that's interested. In archaeology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then there were, like, two two finds that, like, really started me collecting. Um, one was when I was in college. I was at a thrift store, and I found a, like, mildewy box full of nursing school yearbooks from the 60s. That's so cool. Um, Amazing. That so – uh, uh, can I tangent here real yeah, quick? Yeah, of course. Because one of – so um, one cool thing about those yearbooks is that uh, a lot of them were doubles. So when I was in college, I collaged a lot with them um, to make, like, flyers for clubs I was in and stuff. And so uh, one of the clubs that I was in was, like, a a writer's workshop club, and I always made the flyers for it. So I go to the meeting one time, and I have this flyer that I used one of these yearbooks for, and it's this woman, uh, like, in the 60s, like, holding a mug of beer in the air, and she, like, looks a little, like, drunky, (laughs) and... There's this there's this guy there who's a friend of a friend, first time he's ever come to the meeting. And I show everyone the flyers and he looks at it and he goes, That's my mom. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, ha 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 ha, new guy. And he was like, No, 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 no. That is my mom. She went to Mount St. Mary's College, which is the college. And I saw this in her yearbook and she told me she was wasted oh. during it. Oh my God. That yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. So, where was Mount St. Mary's Nursing College in relation to where you were in college? Um, so, we were in Ithaca, so upstate New York. And I think Mount St. Mary's was New Ham- Southern New Hampshire or Massachusetts. So, it's like not crazy. too crazy. These yearbooks didn't cross many state lines. Yeah. But, but still. Like, but like still. The fact, it's, I love shit like that. Yeah. I love coincidences. I, like I that. never saw him before or after that. Like, oh, no. just, yeah. No, I mean, because obviously, I would be. Like, I would oh, be my terrified. mom has a really bad drinking problem, actually. And he was like, I can't go back to this. I can't go back to this. Meeting. Meeting. Well, well, even just like, I mean, as we're, I was just, re- I watched Eternal Sunshine again last night. And, you know, there's that moment where, like, they put the tape in it. It's like, you're, you're can, do you guys swear on this? By oh, way? yes. All the my time. mom like, actually tells me that we should not swear as much. But. Oh, man. Sorry, mom. Uh, I I got I was on um, uh, NPR a couple of times and they had to bleep me out and they got like angry emails about it. Oh, so no. that's like a thing that really delights me. No, please. You're uh, feel, okay. feel, you are you are more than fucking a- a- available uh, to curse. But but so it's, it's horse cursing. Like how fucking creepy is it to like have just met somebody and they have something like deeply personal yeah. about you? Like it, it's terrifying. That's, that's wild and also like. He probably t- tells that Chills. story to people. Like he probably yeah. wherever he went out into the world, like he's do- doing finance somewhere, or he's maybe doing he's doing finance. like accounting at a company. And this is one of like the three stories that he pulls out at every <laughs> every get together and meeting. Like there goes Billy again talking about that one time. Oh God, his drunk mom. His drunk his, mom. his story ends though, and I never went back again. Yeah, like that's how it ends. Though. Yeah, it's it, that's 
freaking wild. Yeah, yeah. So you found that one discovery, yeah. which was the uh, the treasure trove of nursing your books. Yes. And then the second one um, I brought with me today, it's this book called Hygiene for the Worker. Yep. Um, so this is a book that's about maybe, I don't know, seven inches tall, like yeah. four inches wide. Hardcover brown. Hardcover brown. Uh, it's from 1910. It's in remarkably good condition. Yes, um, it is. But so I found this. Uh, so as I mentioned I uh, I went to Ithaca College and they have a really incredible Friends of the Library uh, book sale every year. And uh, as as the days go on, the books get cheaper and cheaper. And so I went on one of the cheap days and this book was just sitting alone on the shelf for 10 cents. Mm. And it is incredible because it is about um it's for young men and women in the early 1900s to teach them how to be good factory workers and so it's like all all of i mean some some stuff that's like basic like health like common sense like get enough sleep eat good food but then there's also a lot of stuff like that's like really judgmental and um like encouraging people basically not to have fun or too much fun on the weekends because then they won't be a good employee like they'll be too tired to come back to work yeah um okay i, I see yeah. you've bookmarked yes so I, I, would I bookmarked to... a couple of a couple of examples uh there's also a good thing in here for you to photograph because there's an illustration of the employer's ex- uh inspection where it's just uh this man staring at a girl's tits like no. like it really like <laughs> that that's where his like eyeline is um again at guilty pleasure podcast on instagram <laughs> check out these photos it's gonna be like chock full this is yeah. gonna be good um so uh for example here here's a line from it uh, uh under a clothing section the type of waste known as the lingerie oh is one that the business girl should not wear in the office it is neither neither sensible nor dignified, nor is it an economy, for on account of its sheerness, it requires greater care and expense in laundering. Hence, it is seldom washed as frequently as it should be. There is nothing more distasteful to the average businessman than unclean finery. Which is especially interesting to me because how the fuck does he know what underwear you're wearing? Yeah. Like, there, there is no... With the <laughs> inspection that we're going to say... see in the illustration yeah. on the next page. It, it is, oh, Do they inspect so... underwear? Is that what they're ref- like? Is that what they're referencing? They're like, we're going to see what kind of bra you're wearing. I, I Maybe? I don't... I, I, All I, right, I, ladies, yeah. lift up your shirts. Let's see, underwire or not. <laughs> like, Well, so that's fascinating. So that, that, that roughly translated into now is don't wear lingerie fancy underpants yeah. to work because they are they cost more like they cost more to upkeep and it's harder to launder so i'm assuming they're saying don't wear your finest undies to work because yeah. you're going to sweat through them because you're a good yeah. factory worker well there's oh, there's also like a lot of like judgmental stuff in this book of like you know a good employee doesn't care about looking nice a good employee cares about the work and it is a sign if you do care about style that you are not going to be a good worker and you will not be hired this wow. is fascinating. So when I was in college, I went to Queens College mm-hmm. and I majored in psychology. And one of the areas that I was going to potentially go into was organizational psychology, which is basically like psychology for the workplace, HR, that kind of stuff. And it's fascinating that that kind of like you can't look nice. If you look nice, if you go to work and you're looking nice, you're not going to do a good job. Yeah. yeah. Like that no is one's going to take you seriously. <laughs> that is so cool. Can I see it? Yeah, I totally. Like do you, do you it. feel like now? in psychology for HR that they're like, you need to look presentable and nice or people aren't going to take you seriously. Is that like something you learned in school, Jackie? Or is that... Well, it's more like you would never nowadays comment on what a person is wearing unless Mm -hmm. it's inappropriate. Got it. So like if someone comes into work wearing like, you know, look like they're going to the club, (laughs) going to the club, (laughs) then you say something. Uh, What if if the job is? The club. club. (laughs) Then I guess if you're dressing like you're going to the office, (laughs) you... uh, It's going to be a problem. Uh, Man, that pencil skirt is not appropriate for the club. Yeah, those kitten heels are not appropriate for the club. (laughs) Um, This is really great. And one of the things that I loved that you shared with us, um, which I was I was reading some excerpts to my to my fiance this morning, was from um, Happy Living: A Guide for Brides oh. from the seventies. Which this I know that this kind of stuff I know this stuff this stuff exists. I've been on Tumblr. I've seen excerpts from like these you know magazines from the fifties, the sixties, seventies. All not even this actually the seventies that was pushing it for me. I was like the seventies really. Th- this book was seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yes. You know what? Somehow I'm not. 
surprised. Oh, gosh. Okay. So just uh, so, do you want to give some context to this yeah. piece? So this this book is was actually owned by my mom. Like she uh, got, was given it when she oh, registered, I believe, at Rich's Department Store, a chain of now defunct department stores uh, throughout New England. Uh, Richards for her gave it to her, or somebody like a friend. <laughs> R- uh, Richards was like, "Here, you need this." Uh, no, the the <laughs> the department store gave it to her. Like it, it, it's like awful. it's like if you like register there, mm-hmm. um, that's like they're like, "Oh, here you're getting married." Oh, here, here you go. Here's, a, here's is, a gift because people are going to spend money at our store. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so she she had that for many years, just kicking around. And then you know when my uh, it's a crazy obsession with this stuff. Not crazy. It's fascinating. It is. Uh, but when my obsession with this stuff was really starting to you know sort of uh, manifest, she was like, "Oh, here, this is mine, <laughs> and now it is yours because you need I this. Got this crazy shit for you. Yeah. Here you go." <laughs> So, so what's your favorite part from it? Uh, my favorite part is this excerpt that was in the article you shared me, which is how to decorate your table. Yeah. <clears throat> how? So how this is uh, information for a young bride who is now decorating her table, which has food on it for her, her husband. Oh. <clears throat> and whether the meal is served informally in the kitchen, at the dining table by candlelight, or on trays in the living room with soft background music, oh. the surroundings should be neat. The atmosphere, one of relaxation, and there should be some special touch. A single flower floating in a glass saucer, a a colorful napkin tied in a knot, a pretty china figurine. Just to remind your husband how lucky he is to have, and this is my favorite, in quotes, caught you. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) What kind of figurines, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I I don't know about your guys' grandmas, but my grandmas had a bunch of tchotchkes and uh, and stuff, so I'm assuming... That was just fascinating to me because, I mean, I know that, like, I, I just, I'm a, like, I'm a feminist in, like, 2017, and I'm, like, I work, and I have a very, like, like, balanced kind of relationship with my, with my fiance who I live with, and it's just fascinating to me that those words were printed in yep. something that, in, like, just, like, if it's 79, so, like, Three and a half decades ago? That's insane. Yeah. I was born five years later. I know. This was 10 years (laughs) to my previous to my birth. Yeah. And there's a there's another section in in the book and that I put in that article where it's like talking about uh, suggesting that like the place for woman's creativity is in like the way she like decorates and garnishes food, which is just like so condescending and sad it's like oh hey like because like i'm like i make a lot of art i write a lot like i'm constantly producing things and like the idea of living at a time where the expectation is like take all of that creativity and just like shove it deep down like as tight as it can go put it in a jello yes put it in a jello mold it's like put it in these tiny things around your house that no one will ever see except your husband and he isn't noticing like (laughs) he doesn't even notice when you get a haircut like he's not gonna notice (laughs) your like beautiful figurine or your floating flower in Dish. Thank God I was born when I was born because I would have been one of those like problematic ladies. <laughs> I would have yeah. been one of those like spinsters who lived down the street that was just like, she can never catch a man, that Jackie. <laughs> that Jackie and Amanda, they live together. We don't know what that's all about. Well, they must be lesbians. <laughs> oh no, they're just friends. They share a bedroom, but it's just because they get lonely. <laughs> two twin beds. <laughs> two we, hold, beds. we hold hands. <laughs> Policy I, would, you know I, I hope there's like, a, like a pedestal between the bed to oh, put, there yeah. is. put the hands on. Naturally, yes. yes. No, yes. I to rest, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if we're gonna do some serious long term handholding, like I, I we need a pedestal. A hundred percent. What is like my question right now is what yeah. is? I mean, I know we, you shared with us a lot of your content that you that you've created, but what is what was like the find you made in your treasure troves here, like in your in your arche- in your archaeological digs through? I'm assuming thrift thrift stores and like estate sales stuff like that. What was like the biggest thing that made you just like, oh, oh my god. That oh man, yeah, your favorite that's, find. That's okay. That's a that's a really tough thing to answer, which I know is like not a good answer to that. Um, uh, one of my one of my current favorites is um. So step back for a second. There is. Uh, are you guys familiar with the Prelinger archives? No. No. So uh, as people who make comedy, and and I say this to the larger world of anybody who might be listening, <laughs> um, it, online on archive.org, uh, this dude Rick Prelinger like has gotten a bunch of films. Also, I swear this is like going somewhere that relates to your question. Uh, but he's like gotten a bunch of films, everything from like home movies to old industrial films um, to commercials, like 30s through 70s. He's put them online. They're available oh. to download and use for free. So they're like 
great fodder for if you're like doing old timey stuff. If you just want to make a weird video, I've used them in a ton of sketches. Oh, cool. um, but so a thing I found out more recently is uh, they actually have a physical library in San Francisco that does the same thing with books. And so they collect books and ephemera that uh, would otherwise potentially be lost to the world, and they make them available to the public uh, to copy, remix, like do whatever you want with them. And so uh, I found there a publication that I am obsessed with called Display World. Um, I have some copies with me that I can show you guys because I've started buying them off of eBay. Um, It is a trade magazine from I think like the 30s through the 50s for people who were professional uh, window display and and store display dressers. And so – because this is is one of my favorite things about this stuff is finding things that would like – otherwise be lost to history. Uh, And usually it's like specific trades uh, that aren't really done anymore or or just like stuff that was like so inconsequential at the time or like dumb that like nobody really like thinks to remember it. It's like not historically significant, Mm -hmm. but it's so fascinating and weird. And so like the great thing about Display World is like not only is it this window into a career that still exists, but like certainly doesn't have a like well, I shouldn't say I'm 99% sure it doesn't have a paper magazine dedicated to it say, anymore. I was just going to say, I don't think it has like the, the, the literature behind it. That's just like something yeah. you like end it's up not, yeah. It's not so much doing. of a like a, like a theory or a, there's like a theory behind it. There's yeah. like. No one's like, oh, how do I get into this? Hmm. Yeah. But so uh, it, it's also because of the work they do, one of the like largest places that you could advertise mannequins oh, at the yeah. time. So the magazine is just full of, like, bizarre, like, mannequins in bizarre positions and, like, mannequin parts, like, ads for just, like, male hair or, like, the new – there's one that's, like, the new toddler mannequins are here. Mm -hmm. It's just – it's, like – so unsettling. <laughs> That's so creepy. And like so creepy. But like wonderful because it's like like and like I love thinking about like the people who like this was somebody's full time job to work on this magazine, right? Like it, yeah. it had to be like I mean, I guess maybe not. Uh but I'm hoping hey, let me it was. let me just let me just undercut my my like strong statement. Um you know, like like somebody who is just dedicating like most of their time to like looking at mannequins and putting together this display magazine. I have opinions oh, on how mannequins. Do you decide, how do you decide where to put the male hair and where to put the toddler <laughs> mannequins? Like where, where, where how do, do we have, ease people into this? Are they all like super creepy mannequins? I mean some of them I look, guess I just think mannequins are creepy. They I'm, are. I'm yeah. just the kind of person who's like I'm I don't dig mannequins. Well well then in your case, yes. It's a I guess. nightmare. Like, it's a nightmare. The well I, I have four damn I have four issues of nightmare here yes. with me to show you. I'm I'm excited to flip through and to flip through Nightmare uh, have Magazine. A have a problem. What do you think of that Tyra Banks movie where the mannequin comes I don't, to life? Uh, I did not watch it because it that scares the shit. When I was a little kid, I would, when my mother would go shopping in the mall, she couldn't find me because I would be in the front in the display acting like a mannequin. <laughs> Like, my sister I, did that I once. I loved that. Oh, I did it like that's like what I did. Or like I hid in the clothes. But like I would just I would I loved that and I loved when someone would notice me. So maybe in reality I'm not afraid of mannequins. I just really want to be one. <laughs> maybe that's where that's where it comes from. My sister did that once and she um my mom like I forgot. I remember we like clo- we had a, the store like shut down because no. we couldn't find oh, my sister. No. Like that's they didn't let anyone in or out. Liz, like we've to find this kid, and she was in the fucking. She's, and she was standing there with like one arm bent. She was her like head tilted. This is just my entire dynamic, and it explains a lot of who I am as a person. Growing up, I was always like the kid that was like I kind of like, and my sister was like just this wild like ball of energy that whenever you took her out into public, she was like trying to kill herself. Basically, yeah. She fell into every body of water. She got yes. lost in every freaking department store. She always ran out into the street. So I was like my mom's little like. I would just tug my mom's arm and be like, "Mommy, I can't see Kim anymore." Great, you were the eyes. You were her I was eyes. the eyes. Were you the older or younger? I'm the oldest. Yeah. yeah. No, I because I, I have a little bit of a similar dynamic, and I'm also the oldest sister. So yeah. I, I was the youngest, yeah. so of course I was. So the you're the one in the mini. <laughs> so sorry about it. I was just gonna say you. She probably just needed like one of those little leashes. She a thousand like percent kids. needed a leash. I had a leash. I totally had a leash. Did you have a leash? Yeah, I had a mm. leash. Um. There's a home movie, and we are in uh, my Aunt Linda and Uncle Don's backyard, and all the kids are there, 
and I am tied up to the garage door in with a pink leash and harness. And at one point, they're like, give Johnny a kiss, my little cousin Johnny. And I was like trying desperately to like hug him and give him a kiss. And he like got out of my reach. But my parents, I was like, you put me on a leash. And they were like, yeah, did you notice in the home? My parents like documented everything. And my dad's like, yeah, didn't you notice that um, all the other parents had to get up and like get their child? And we didn't. I was like, all right, fair enough. (laughs) 300 years from now, provided the world hasn't, you know, warmed itself to nothingness, there will be a podcast where there will be another iteration of Meg (laughs) who somehow found your home videos. And it's like, back in like uh, 1980-something, they put their kids on leashes. Hey, listen, my parents and I'm like, yeah, me and your sister, man, leash it up. (laughs) That's That's, yeah, yeah. So, but um, what are, if, with of trying to find these publications Mm -hmm. what is do you have a process is it like antiquing or is it is it similar like you hear these things because my boyfriend and I do collect we try to um collect first editions Mm -hmm. of books or like you know the old books is basically something that like we both really enjoy Mm -hmm. so any trip we ever go on we'll find the local bookstore Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll dig through all these old books and we'll we'll go and we'll try to find some stuff. Is it similar to that or do you just kind of stumble upon things with your process? Yeah, it's it's actually a few different things. Um one of the things that I'm able to do now is so Google Books has digitized a lot of stuff in the public domain. They've just like gone through like full libraries and just like put stuff online and it's That's searchable. So cool. And so like a lot of the articles I have up, most of that is actually culled from stuff I found on Google Books because there will be like entire runs of old magazines with all their ads and everything. And there will be just like very, very strange books. And so so that that's great because not only can I find stuff I'm looking for, but often just because of like weird wording or whatever, I will find stuff that I never would have found before. Like I was I was um Trying to, to, I was thinking about maybe putting together an article about historical visions of the future, and and I found this one book that it it's I mean it's it's just I think it's called like a vision for the future or something and it and like when I look at these I I just kind of like skim and and pop around because you can't read a full book and do other things, um, <laughs> but don't really read kids uh, <laughs> just skim skim quick. <laughs> But um, and it it like it's it actually uh, where I I dropped in it se- it seemed really incredibly progressive because it was this man um, talking about his vision for the future where like men and women could actually like come together and have children and then go and have different partners and they can both work and I was like wow this is this is like real like why why aren't people talking about this book because this seems like something that like. Uh, uh, people would have grabbed onto by now. And it's because the subsequent chapters are all about, like, incredibly detailed plans he has for these, like, sex and birthing hotels. No. Nope. Where, like, you have to, like, everybody, like, has a card and you have to get your marriage certificate and, like, your cards and then you give all the paperwork to the sex hotel and then you go and have sex and then your marriage lasts as long as it takes for the baby to be made and then you relinquish your cards and you relinquish the baby who gets, like, raised by, like, the general group of humanity. Uh. I'm pretty sure that part's right. But then you're free to go and marry somebody else if you want to. Oh, <laughs> so, I feel like, I mean, like, technically, that's kind of how it works now anyway, uh, right? <laughs> that actually makes childbirth even more, even less appealing than it already is to yeah. me, because I'm pretty sure the main, like, benefit to having the kid is, like, it, you, you love it. You, like, imprint on it. It's, like, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a cute little fuzzy thing. But if I'm just going to it's be pregnant... Just be pregnant and not even have to enjoy the like the reap, like sow the rewards of my yeah, heart, yeah, yeah. destroying my body for a year. Then what the hell is the point? Oh my yeah. god! And I, I think the idea was that like, um, like everybody raises the children, so like you you get to experience like children in your life. But yeah, it, it's just uh, it's that'd be d- great for pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Like I said, I didn't read the whole book. Like it might, it might just be a pedophile book. I don't <laughs> just know. Might, he just might be like, oh, and then uh, just put him that's fascinating. Yeah, I think that's um, so cool. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, uh, that's wild, though, to see like the different ideas and like the things that people were thinking about at specific times and seeing 
things that have stuck. Yes. And things that did, did not. Yeah, did not. And thankfully yeah. did not. Um, so so the other like ways that I search for stuff uh are like like I'll I'll thrift, like thrift stores, old bookstores, um, and then like looking looking online for stuff, like to books to buy. Um I actually I bought a book. I I've been trying to like do a little bit less of the heart the physical collecting just because it takes up a lot of space and you I can do more stuff online now but I found when looking for something else on Etsy this week I found a book from the 1930s that's like a manual for uh electric electrical beauty care and uh one of the pages that they had photographed for it was just like all any like like comb or brush you can think of with like an outlet on the end that so you like plug it you plug it into some like big horrifying machine and like then use your like electric comb and your electric brush what Uh, does an electric comb do that's different than a regular comb straightens your hair they have that now they have combs that are like you plug in and they're supposed to instead of straightening your hair with like a flat iron like you like you clip it in like you just literally brush it i don't know how oh. well that would come out to a you know that's how well kind of look, horrifying mm-hmm. it sounds dangerous yeah it sounds so dangerous to me so i'm i'm curious <laughs> to see like when when the book arrives if if it's if it's that if it's like a straightening thing or if it's just because it was that time period where like hey electricity is more common and we think it can do stuff like, you know how like it was just like there was like so much like quack medicine during that time that was like yeah we'll run electricity through your body or something and i think it does a thing yeah, vibrators quack, Ugh, me- quack medicine actually is is a section is a subsection that really fascinates oh, me yeah. yep. because like when you shared this stuff i actually i was getting pretty excited cuz i was like oh i do i love like looking and finding this kind of stuff this is really cool um but i just uh, for psychology a main example is I think it's called phrenology if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken yep. but that's where they thought that like different parts of the brain control different things but as broad as like this is your happy place this is your like I don't know and that's kind of where lobotomies came in because they're mm-hmm. like if we ne- neutralize these sections of the brain then the person's problems will if stop. we drill yeah. a hole in your face. And there's actually people <laughs> that have lobotomies that are still – that had had lobotomies in the 50s or so that are still walking around. Jeez. And this was done actually a lot to children oh. who like ha- ex- displayed uh, symptoms of what we now know as ADHD and stuff like that. And yeah. it'd be like, oh, that kid's a little too uh, – the kid's a little too uh, rambunctious. Let's stick a needle oh. up his nose and scramble around his brains a little bit. Oh my God. Um, they did really that to a Kennedy. I think they did do that to yeah, a Kennedy, uh, right? Girl. I forget what her name is. Of course, a girl. Totally, yeah, she's yeah. a little too outspoken. She, I think she had, like, she was probably, I don't know the story per se, but I think, um, yeah, she got a lobotomy and Jeez. they, like, hid her away. It's pretty crazy if you, like, start, like, looking into anything Kennedy. Yeah. You're like, whoa. I, I was going to say, I really like the phrase, they did that to a Kennedy. Because <laughs> yeah. it feels like it applies to a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. They did a lot to the Kennedy. <laughs> they did that a to a Kennedy. A lot of people did a lot of things. That's why Jackie yeah. changed her name. She was like, I cannot <laughs> have this, this surname anymore. I don't want this Shimura on me anymore. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. I'm an O now. Um, but, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure they did that. I always appreciated. I have a bunch of – it's so funny because I love this kind of stuff, too. And I I forget how how when I was in college I would like look up I did um and we've talked about this before book altering so mm. it was like um like you you it's more of an art project but I would find all like these old photos and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's collage work yeah um, no I love doing that it's, stuff oh it's so much fun it's so satisfying um but I would have like my uncle Toey <laughs> my uncle Toey what an old timey name right <laughs> who wore his pants up to here I'm I'm referring to the bottom of my boobs. <laughs> Um, and was a, an excellent human. Um, he had old playbills from like the oh. 20s and the 30s. And they were given to me because I was an actor in New York for a long time. And they were like, here are playbills from then. The advertisements are golden. Oh, and like so, ma- so many cigarette ads. Mm. And like the health benefits of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty much, that's something you like go to when you think of these sort of things. But I didn't realize of like the abundance of it, you know? Yeah. And it's to see like all the different health benefits of like cigarettes and this and that and tonics and tonics are big. Like what's mm-hmm. a tonic or you had- Usually th- alcohol yeah, with <laughs> some herbs in it. You had one of the things that you shared with us, um, like vitality and yeah. vigor and stuff like that. And I thought that was so interesting because especially in LA, we hear a lot about like health. Crystals. And crystals oh, and like- 
coconut oil and stuff and it's the same I mean thing. it's true over yeah and over again just yeah, like I mean, with I, a facelift sage sage balsa love wood it. love it <laughs> love it I wait mean, is I'm, balsa wood actually a thing balsa it's wood is a like thing it's like pal something it pal- it's, pal- it's it, a it, piece it, of it's a stick and you burn it and it smells good okay because like, 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 I, I, like, I, like, I, like I, I like the like the mental idea of that but like also like did you guys do Odyssey of the Mind? No. no. What is that? Oh man, it it is like um, an after school program for kids that's creativity based, and so you like have a problem that you work on for the school year, and then you go to competitions. Ooh, uh, it is so good to put your weird children in if you have any weird <laughs> children at any point. Like it, it was like life changing for me. I believe. Um, it. But one of the things that they do is they build uh, one of the problems every year. You have to build a balsa wood bridge. Uh, and then, like, put weight on it while also, like, performing a little play around it. Um, and then, like, so you're judged both on, like, the content of the play, but, like, how much weight your bridge can hold. So that's what I think of when I think of balsa like, wood. Wait, wait, wait. Engineering I think I, and theater. I did something yeah. like this, but in day camp. Okay. And it was, like, we had to build a bridge um, that, like, that that held weight for something. Yeah. I, I don't really remember. It's like Did you have to also do a play with it? I went to an interesting day camp that was like half art, half science. So That's cool. It, it was like there was like a dance component and then there was also like you took two classes and I always would take like the computer or the science classes because mm. I was interested in that. And then the last year I went to camp, I was like a goth kid and I like did not participate <laughs> in anything. I just sat there all surly like I'm too yeah. cool for this. I'm not building this bridge. <laughs> I'm not building this fucking bridge. I already did it. <laughs> Um, That's wild. Yeah, no, that was really crazy. And I think it actually is interesting. It would be interesting to see. Like, I I would love to see our culture dissected by the culture 100 and 200 years from now. That would be fascinating. Yes. I hope they rip us to shreds for so many things. Me too. They took a lot of pictures of themselves. What's the deal? (laughs) It's, It's kind of wild to see what concern, what are... What are some similarities that you see, like, when you're going through these publications? Are there anything that, like, universal human experiences that you that you see and go, oh, that's just selfies, or that's just mm. this, or that's just... I mean, like, one of the things that first comes to mind when you say that is, like, uh, like bodily functions have always been funny to humans and they we just like basically starting and I should say like I'm not a historian like everything that like I talk about with with this is like gleaned from like a little bit of research and then just like reading stuff I come across um but like just like looking up joke books from like the 1700s versus like starting in like the early uh, like the mid 1800s um it's like the 1700s stuff it, it's it's sex jokes it's poop jokes it's fart jokes it's like super crude you're talking about whores all over the place and then they were everywhere everywhere, everywhere. i mean just uh <laughs> yeah that's it's but it's you had you had an article uh that you wrote um, sex jokes in the seven jokes. Yeah, I have. I have one of my There's, favorites. Which? What is it? Because I have a favorite one. Too. <clears throat> a certain lady, to excuse herself for a frailty she had lately fallen into, said to an intimate friend of hers, "Lord, how is it possible for a woman to keep her cabinet unpicked when every fellow has got a key to it?" That was one of my favorites. And your TLDR was a lady apologizes for having some sex, but says to her friend, it's kind of hard to keep your vagina locked up when every man has a penis key. <laughs> um, Gotta love the penis key. And, and so apparently, and I looked this up, apparently frailty means pregnancy. Oh. oh. Yeah, because ca- it was capitalized with an F. And I yeah. was like, why is frailty capitalized? That yeah, makes... that's that's one of the things that's fun about looking at these jokes is like finding the old terminology. Like uh, yeah. a word for poop was um, Sir Rev. Sir reverence? <laughs> like really? S-I-R reverence. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. Uh, some, what's the other one? That... Some of, this is this one I really enjoyed. It was, it's a little long. And it's it goes, uh, little Maddie flew into the house last evening very late for nursery tea and hurried to her mother's chair. Oh, mother, she cried, don't scold me, for I've had such a disappointment. Because that's how kids talk. Uh, a horse fell down in the street, and they said they were going to send for a horse doctor. So, of course, I had to stay. And after I waited and waited, he came, and oh, mother, what do you think? It was only a man. 
I'm like, oh, that little girl thought I was going to be a horse doctor. Aww. That made me laugh out loud. I was like, oh, that's so silly. That's like so stupid, but also like so silly. It I, is. It's It's. some of the stuff. I like how these jokes are so long-winded. Yes. And so wordy. long-winded. I know, in the age of guys. 140 characters or less, yeah. I literally, like, in that joke post you did, I had to, like, I'm not ashamed to say, I had to reread a couple to be yeah. like, uh, okay, I think I get it. Uh, and one of my favorite things uh, was, like, uh, I actually, I have a couple of examples brought up that I can read, where, like, th- there's this thing I noticed where people would tell jokes and then they'd get to the punchline, and then they would just add a really sad ending oh, no. after the punchline. Um, here. Let me... That's awesome. Uh, womp, womp, womp. That's what I feel like. It's well, like she a, looks a... that up, I'll, I'm going to say a couple of my, my two other favorites from the old jokes. Please do. <clears throat> First one. I suppose the darkest hour is when you can't find the matches, isn't it? And I was like, that's funny. That is that's hilarious. That's short and succinct. And my second favorite one was, do you believe raw oysters are healthy? And the answer is... I've never heard of one of them complaining of being sick. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What would be the of the 1700s? Ooh, oh, like would it be that like a, a body falling on the on the pavement from <laughs> from like measles or something. It's probably like a hacking cough. <laughs> just like it's 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 TB. Like they're just like blood in the handkerchief. <laughs> I just um. blew my cords for that. <laughs> thank you. Jesus. Our listeners, thank also, you. Also, just some of the words, too. Like, clunch is a word, like an old-timey oh, word. Oh, is that the insults? Oh, yeah, because we have old-timey insight, uh, insults. Old-timey insults. The, the clunch is the an awkward, is cl- clownish fellow. And you you wrote, every person I met on OkCupid okay was a clunch. <laughs> like, that's amazing. And then what was the other one that I loved? Where I, is it? I loved Lobcock. Lobcock yeah. is good. one of my favorites. A large, Lobcock. relaxed penis. That's what I it like means. It's a large, relaxed penis. It's chilling. It's just, just out of the pants. and chilling. <laughs> just out. Whatevs. What were you, what, oh, did you find what you were looking yes, for? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so, um, so a bit of context is that like a, a wasp waist is like a, I think like a corset of mm. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you like real, real tiny waist, like a wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, just wasp like waists. So, so this joke is from uh, a book called Rare Bits of Humor from 1906, and it's called uh, the joke. These the jokes in this book were titled. So this one is called Youthful Depravity. Uh, Papa, he asked, "Don't wasps build their nests of mud?" They do, my son said. The father, "Are wasps good for anything?" So far as we know, Willie, they are not. Then the mud is wasted, isn't it? I presume it is. Then it's just like our Irene, isn't it? How so? Because it's wasp wasted, and it's a wordplay, W-A-S-T-E-D, wasp wasted. And then this is the end of the joke. And the strong man, who had always felt hopes that Willie sometime would enter the ministry, went out to the woodshed and wept. That's the end of a joke. That's what somebody thought should be the end of a joke. They were like, this is going to be hilarious. This is going to get them thinking. I want to be that writer. That's how I'm going to do all the end of my jokes. And then someone died. Like, that's like, I mean, what I will say is like a lot of humor I feel nowadays is very self deprecating and can be a little sad, Mm -hmm. but that's just, and then he wept. Yeah. Was he like weeping? Was he not happy? Was he weeping? Was he He was not happy. He was not happy. Because his son made like a crude observation and it was like, oh, he's not going to be a priest. Yes. What a bummer. Um, there's what a, a bummer. There's another one. There's like a classic, uh, like, so New Jersey jokes have been around for a really long time. About like, New Jersey? Yeah. And so there's a, a classic one that I've seen in a couple of forms that's like, uh, like a man was like lost at sea and he finally comes to shore and he's like, where am I? And they're like, New Jersey. And he's like, throws himself back into the ocean. <laughs> uh, but like some of the versions of it like end with like, and he was never seen from again. Like like unnecessary, like. He'd rather die than live in New Jersey. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I've ever improvised, which that list is very small, but I was doing an improv <laughs> scene once and I was making up my character, you know, as I go. And I made, I said that I owned an like, or me or someone else. I was like, they own an island off the coast of New Jersey. 
And it, like, I'm crying. It brings tears to my eyes every day because I just love the idea of some of there being an island off the coast of New Jersey. And somebody owns it. And someone yeah. was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take ownership of that. No one else wants it. I got it for a steal. Like, I, I would assume it would be cheap. It's just a trash heap. It's just, <laughs> that's Staten Island, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's where, that's where all the trash goes. Mm. <laughs> it smells great, you guys. By the mall, it's wonderful. That's how you know you're getting to the Staten Island. And you're mall. from there. Yeah, that's how I knew we were going to the mall. From the trash? From the trash. And you drove through, so you're driving. I'm not leashed at this point, uh-huh. but I am in a I'm I am in a car seat. Okay. And you would know you're getting, you know, I, I, I need I need to know how you were harnessed or not harnessed <laughs> yeah. for every story that you tell. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll keep it posted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but and I remember it's just, but it was like a beautiful grassy hill, mm. and I'm like, this is so pretty, but why does it smell so bad? And my parents would always have to explain. I was a very dull child, if you will. <laughs> They're like, it's trash, Amanda. Shut up. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're going to the mall. I can smell it. But yeah, that's you know, we're going to the mall. I can, I can smell, smell it. it. <laughs> Some people would think you're smelling uh, Sabaros or... Yeah, no, uh, Cinnabon. <laughs> nope. Just trash, the Staten trash. Island trash. Yeah, we drove through Staten Island once to get to New Jersey because my Oof. mom and her family Oof. are from New Jersey. And I remember like we took the Staten Island way because like 1010 Winds said like there was 10, trash. 1010 Winds! All, 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 every minute, every f- 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes on the 10s. Yeah. It's on the 10s. Yeah. A uh, little New York City traffic humor. There you go. You guys totally lost on me. It's, it's totally okay. lost. It's AM radio. It's okay. pretty basic. It's just traffic. And I just lost. remember we, we drove through Staten Island and we got stuck in even worse traffic and we were right by the trash mountains. Did you smell <laughs> the trash mountains? Did you smell it? Yeah, because I was like, like, why does it smell like shit? I remember thinking as a kid, like, why does it smell like, not shit, but why does it smell like poop next to all these hills? <laughs> and my dad's like, they're trash, Jackie. Yeah. Probably you were in the car but there next was over. Being like, wow, it's all so beautiful, but why does it smell? <laughs> it was, it's very pretty. Um, when you're, when you're, let's, like, whatever the segue this. is, is going to be great. Whatever the segue, I'm, oh God, now I have the pressure and I'm a little nervous. The segue is going to be oh great. Oh my God, it's going to be a great pivot. <laughs> pivot. Um, what are some other, I'm interested on how women are perceived in these. <laughs> so, because it is, I, I can only imagine it's ridiculous. Yes. Are and there I, make me a sandwich wench jokes? And yeah. like, <laughs> along in the kitchen jokes. But like, how did they, with women, like how did they, advertising or anything like that? What is there any like constant themes? Is it, I always feel condescension? like. Condescension? I was like, they're explaining <laughs> it to you. You actually, so Meg, how we know Meg is she taught us Sketch 101, where Jackie and I met. Oh, my gosh. So romantic. And you guys. they were excellent students oh. and they're very oh, funny thank people. You. Thank you. Thank you. And you brought in these these magazines and mm-hmm. these articles and stuff. And there was one about how to cut a banana. <laughs> and I wrote a sketch based off of I it. I love That's, that sketch. It's, it's one of my favorite sketches. So it's basically this girl discovers that her banana has overripened and she calls the emergency dispatch. <laughs> and they're like, you don't have time. You have to cut the banana. And he like explains how to cut this banana. We really need to film that one. We do really need to. Yeah, it's a fun one. But it's just like the emergency dispatch phone and then they like come in like all slow motion like the the EMTs and they're like it's like mushy banana and they're giving it mouth to mouth and it dies <laughs> like it flatlines and then we get to the banana bread hot the hotline. <laughs> but how do you use these articles and these things in your comedy? Like how do they inspire you to Right, because that was can, one can of I, those can I, things. That can you did. I be? Wait, can I just like jump back to the other question first? Is that yes. going to like ca- cause us editing no, problems? Not because at all. I want to no. like. I actually do very little editing with this. All I do is make sure that everyone sounds the same, and then if we talk shit about someone, I cut it out. Okay, perfect. And we talk shit about everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so uh, I want to give you guys Esar's comic dictionary here because we should see what the entry is for women. Uh, Esar's Comic Dictionary is a book that was on my list for a really long time because it was advertised in a lot of other joke books from the time. And, uh, oh, do I have, like, collage have, stuff stuck have, in there? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, and so uh, it, it is a, like, full dictionary where every every uh, definition is a joke. <gasps> That's brilliant. Um, so I'm guessing that the, the entry for women is uh, I don't know how probably the works. <laughs> like pretty terrible because the the other thing I was going to say is like you know it, things are you know very focused on women's looks very focused on their their uh, 
where they should be in the house, but also so many joke books were written with men in mind as the audience. So mm-hmm. that just like all the like. Uh, I need to see if this other book I have with me oh, has like oh, a women's edition. There's edition. so oh. many that This start is with kind women. of like the urban dictionary of whenever this was made. Yeah. Okay, do you want to read it? No, I want you to read it. Okay. I want you to. This is kind of long, but this is there's six jokes for women, and then there's a little note at the bottom of the women's entry. It's just someone hacking. So, woman, number one, <laughs> noted for untold ages. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, see, so that's that's like an example of like... <laughs> Two, women are made to be loved, not to be understood. Sad. What? Three, after every joke, I'm going to tell you my, my gut reaction for each. Three, women are like money. Keep them busy or they lose interest. I mean... I mean, kind that's, of, actually, yeah. That's totally right. <laughs> I, I mean, gotta stay busy or I'm like very disenchanted. I mean, 100%. Four... Women are attractive at 20, attentive at 30, and adhesive at 40. Adhesive? Yep. Wow. That is, that just, I, I'm i glad I had a light breakfast. <laughs> uh, five, women love men, not because they are men, but because they are not women. Uh, oh, that's well, some self-propagating women hate women shit. Yep. Six, no man really understands women, no matter how young he is. What? I guess that means... Is that a thinker? That's a thinker, right? I think I think uh, the definition of a thinker is a bad joke. Yeah. And then all the time. The yeah. note is this word has not been cross-referenced because it occurs very often in this dictionary. Oh. Oh. Weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Oh, gosh. That that's is... That's terrifying. I think the adhesive at 40 thing. But that's what the, do they mean by adhesive? They mean that they stick to get... Like, they're they're going to cling on to their husband because they're 40 and they're not attractive anymore uh, and there's no way they could find another husband. Because as we all know, after women, you know, hit 40, I'm who cares unattra- about them? I'm unattractive and I got to keep my man. No, you're attentive right now. Luckily, Ooh. I am still in my attractive stage, <laughs> oh. but I only have two and a half years to go. Yeah, no, and it, I like being attentive. It's great. It's totally great. It's been working. That's great. because you're watching. You're watching for your man to go looking out for other women. Yeah, and you're watching for uh, glue that you yeah. can use. Yeah, for... my adhesive time. Yeah. Oh, true, 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 true. Um, God, you have something, man. Yeah, no, you... I'm just gonna give you one other, one other. Sorry, I, I was just gonna say, why are you a feminist in 2017? It's like because you know this has been permeating our culture. Because it's been permeating our culture forever. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can say, I could say also that like they're kind of clever and like stepping away from it. They're clever. Yeah. Like it's funny. Uh, but it's like also at the same time, it's like a fuck. I hate you. What do yeah. you say for, I'm going to look up man and then yes. you say what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just that, like that's one of, I mean, one of the things that's like tough about doing this work is like for, you know, every one fascinating thing you find, there's like five horrible horrible thing. Yeah, really. That like, like either like casually horrible or like deeply horrible. I'm just like, oh um, my god. But I so I have this other this other book with me which I think is a 1922. It's called Bill Johnson's Joy Book. And so I just went to the marriage section just to like uh check it out. See what's up. Uh why are you rushing around so today? I'm trying to get something for my wife. Had any offers? Uh-oh. <laughs> That's oh my god, um, you guys. And like I mean, there's. Jo- I'm not going to read them, but like, there's jokes in here that are like, "Oh, domestic abuse!" Ha 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 ha. Oh well, yeah. Well, is it the honeymooners in general? Yeah. It's just like the funny part of the honeymooners was him like threatening her. Like they were like, "Oh, I'll beat you up." Did you guys ever see that uh, Thirty Rock episode, the live show? Uh, where yeah. They they do that whole thing. I love that. If you haven't seen that sketch, it's uh, Tina Fey and um, Alec Baldwin doing um, a parody of The Honeymooners. And the joke is that, like, he proceeds on telling her, like, how he's going to chop her up into little pieces. It's pretty It's pretty great, you guys. I'm not doing it justice. Yeah, no. It's... <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry. I was, I was a little zoned out there because I was actually reading – so – in this joke book that I just read, the women's the joke for women, man actually has four, eleven jokes about it. <laughs> They're hilarious, and it's actually I will say it is pretty. It's uh, <clears throat> I'll just read a couple. I'm over all. I won't read all of them. Um, number three is nature. Man, nature's sole mistake. Number four is women's last domestic animal. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, number seven, a creature of superior intelligence who elects creatures of inferior intelligence to govern him. No. Uh, a 10, a kind of worm. He comes along, wriggles a bit, and then some young chicken gets him. Is that a penis <laughs> thing? Maybe. Is that, like a, is that a peen thing? And number 11 is science should spend less time studying the origin of man and more time on what his finish is to be. Hmm. Oh, that's a little sad. Yeah. A little sad. Well, pomp. Well, I think we probably already know what our finish is going to be. We just don't care enough about it. No, we don't. We're just. <laughs> I mean, like, we know like the five alive. things that it could be, basically. <laughs> oh uh, anyway, talking about comedy, right? Yeah. Hey. Um, I'm going to answer your other question now, if you if you want. I would I love it. it. And this, but FYI, this is probably going to be the last question because we're going to oh. wrap up at an hour, and then after you can plug whatever it is that you want okay. to plug. Is this the question you really want to hear? Then I do. I think so okay. yeah, I, think I really so. like yeah, it as well. I like to see how like you know. How it influences you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it influences me in a lot of different ways. Like there's uh, there's one part where I just like visually I'm I'm very influenced by it. Like I and like, you know, I, I sort of include this in my comedy. Like I do a lot of collage art that's humorous and like um, I've done a lot of like like collages with text that that are humor and like I use a lot of the old old images for that Mm -hmm. um and then uh, I also just really I love uh like history like like uh making fake history based off of real history and like sort of like old-timey voices and this feeling of like seeing something from yesteryear but it's like slightly off and so it's great to like immerse yourself in this because it, you know, I think it all just seeps in. Like one of the great things about like the old joke stuff is like you can see uh, like how much, like even if the jokes are like bad in some way, like how we like still go to the same themes and there's like still the, the same rhythm and it's like still the same like, uh, you know, set up. You think it's going to be one thing. It's revealed to be another. <laughs> um, you know, so I think part of it is just this like big steeping of of the brain in the old timey stuff yeah um i really also love the idea of you immersing yourself in old kind of stuff because i think for me i struggle with it is i get immersed in everything that's happening and popular now Mm -hmm. and sometimes like i find that in my creation of things i I mimic um people that i i admire Mm -hmm. and i kind of like pulling from like older less like more obscure references because then you I think in turn will create content that's a little bit more fresh, even mm-hmm. though it's old. Um, one, uh, so talking about like like mimicking people you like, uh, I highly recommend looking up uh, like basically like the lecture circuit comedians of the the eighteen hundreds. Um, so these guys like I w- became obsessed with them when I first uh, learned about it, and my first sketch show was actually like a lecture based sketch show because of it. So it was sort of like proto stand up where humorists of the air. Uh, era would go on uh, speaking tours and they would do these humorous speeches. And so like Mark Twain was uh, included in that. But there's uh, a guy named Bill Nye, no relation, uh, a guy (laughs) named Artemis Ward, um, this dude, Petroleum B. Nasby, uh, Josh Billings. And like they all sort of had different things. A lot of them were newspaper editors. And so they like um, came at it from like newspaper parody sort of stuff. Um, But it just like their stuff is still really funny. It's really, really funny. Okay, it's also when you really find weird. that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, you got it. Like, oh, good stuff. Because a lot of it can be um, seen as dated and silly and um, long-winded. And it's nice to be able to find something that you're like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. 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 That's a fun find. For That's sure. awesome. That's so, this is so cool. I would dive into this so yeah deep. thank you so much for uh, sharing this with us yes so thank great. you so much for having me like this yeah. is one of those things where it's like oh wait we've been talking an hour like it feels like nothing yeah. like it's oh. so much fun to talk about this it's and, so cool and it's a it's pleasure so cool. to be here with you guys oh, oh my gosh you. it's a pleasure to have you would you like to plug anything uh, any show so yes. this will go live in like three weeks okay mm-hmm. uh well it's easy because i'm not doing any shows right now because i'm uh planning a wedding and writing a lot and making some uh, uh physical things in the world but cool. uh you can see about 
most of those things, uh, not my wedding. I'm not putting that on my website mostly. <laughs> You're not going to periscope uh, that? You, you guys aren't invited. <laughs> um, but uh, megfavreau.com, M-E-G-F-A-V-R-E-A-U.com. That's where I, like, all my humor writing videos I'm making, other weird stuff I'm making. And then I'm also going to plug a second website, which is not often updated, but one of my favorite things I'm doing right now. <laughs> Uh, it's the URL is the I and that's uh, E Y E. Uh, the I is an I dot com, uh, and it's E Y E for both instances of it. Uh, the eye is a feeling, it is a fact, and it is a benevolent force in the world. And I encourage you to look at it. <laughs> I'm today. I'm doing it. Good. Doing it. it later. There's there's an extensive FAQ that's that's the primary thing to look at uh, that I recommend. Oh my gosh, Wonderful. I'm so excited. Very that excited. is on the list of things to do. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank Thanks you so guys. Much, really. This was such a delight. So Aww. much fun. Thank you. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.